0: Hey, what's up my people, hope you're well. Ryan's here, the music is playing and the mics are live. So you know what time it is. It's time to beg for some more followers on social media. So if you don't already know, the handle is kickback underscore and you can come and find me on Instagram and on Twitter. And just know I appreciate every single one of you. And to those that didn't make it to the end of the last episode, just so you know, even though I'm now an ex-player, I have no plans to become an ex-podcaster, so expect a new release every Friday for the foreseeable future, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this internet-breaking content. But anyway, let me introduce today's guest. He's a former Dutch international who's been at some of Europe's biggest clubs and played with some of the most iconic players of the last 30 years. And no, (laughs) I'm not referring to myself, but anyway, hope you enjoy my conversation with Bolo ended. Hey, 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 hey! There he is, the man himself, the man himself. Well, how's life, man? It's good to see you. Firstly, it's good to see you still yeah. look exactly the same as you did ten years ago, hey, which is incredible. Man,
1: I've, I've had my haircut for twenty years. What about that? One?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> nuts. That is nuts. But yeah, it's it's great to see you.
1: Uh, anyways, congratulations on your on your birthday.
0: It was about a week ago. Hey. It was exactly a week ago. Why? Why? Why do you remember that? Was it no, big news in Holland? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was all
1: over the news. It was bigger news than COVID and even <laughs> Biden winning the <laughs> elections. No, this is well. <laughs> well,
0: when you when you live in America, there's half the country who still thinks Biden didn't win the election. So we'll. Uh, mm. we don't... When you
1: said trying trying to survive, that's what you mean. It's like madness. Well,
0: it's it's different. It's different ball. It's different to what uh, we used to in Europe. Anyway, let's just say that. But- but but listen, um, you only finished your career just now,
1: mm-hmm. so retirement is starting, but yes. you're already recording in the studio. Oh,
0: uh, wow, well, yeah. You're still,
1: you're still in the US, yes. which means it's not that bad after all. No, you no, no, no. You'd no, have no. rushed down back no, to London no, no. or listen, wherever, listen. Manchester,
0: sorry. Let, let's, let's talk properly now, okay? So, we have children. I, I have a child, I have two children that are in school. School does mm-hmm. not just finish at the, whenever you retire. School finishes True. when it finishes. So True. the reason we're still here is because they're still in school. But how old are they now? Uh six and three, six, three. and uh two. So yeah, I've I've been busy. So I I, I know your eldest yes. is a girl.
1: Yes. Then the next so the one second is a girl, one, well. a girl as well. Uh, oh oh uh, wait, 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 wait. You know what they say? Right. Real men make men. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. <laughs> and so my what's the third, th- third one? Listen, I am a manly man because my third is a man. Oh, third no. Oh, but it, it's congratulations. Funny. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's great that I have no free time anymore. It's great, yeah. Yeah, Very true. And that's why you
1: retired, probably.
0: <laughs> I needed a break, yeah. I'll get the all in school in January, and then we'll see. I can maybe enjoy my life again. It's been a long time.
1: Yeah, the, um, I understand, like, um, I, I have friends in football as well, and one of them just got uh, relieved of his job. Okay. And he said, we're, we're staying here until the summer, yeah. because the kids go to school, yeah. and then we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: It's, it's different. So it, in the end, in the end, you start doing things for the kids, right? It's exactly right, and you know that yourself, like, it's not about <laughs> you anymore, because otherwise, we would have been traveling the world, going to this place, going to that place. <laughs> But instead, we're like, "Oh, let's go to the park again today for the fiftieth time this week." Or, mm-hmm. yeah, "Oh, mm-hmm. seven Oh, we need to go to bed. You
1: know all that stuff. But I guess um, you know, with 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 us, we have two boys, mm-hmm. and um, your youngest is probably not there yet. But um, of course, boys can be like girls, and girls can be like boys. But yeah. in general, the boys are.
0: Tearing down the house. My boy's so there now. He's there right now. The energy
1: now. level is like He's
0: there right, right up
1: there. So my missus says, Listen, the third one, if it's another boy <laughs> I'm going to hang myself. <laughs> so I don't even go there. I said, yeah, but you know, maybe a third could be a girl and it could be a boy. Yeah. So Nadine is like, no, I can't handle it. I'm just dead. I'm dead. No. It- and I'm, and, and, and she's, she's fed up with all the boy stuff. She's like just shooting all over the place. Yeah. You know, the fake guns and yeah. whatever they're jumping on each other. Then one breaks, uh, um, you know, tears a, a, a lip yeah. or whatever. I said, no, I just can't handle the blood no more. No, <laughs> <laughs> more boys it's like it's funny because oh, well, that's for, what it's like
0: for me with the girls like my especially my eldest she's just she's sweet she's like an angel she just mm-hmm. won't make a mess won't do anything too violent she'll just be trying to do this let's play all we'll play together and then my son every time i just look at him out the corner of my eye and he's raising his hands like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm like relax <laughs> please relax son. it's not that serious it's not that serious imagine <laughs> having two of those no, thank you. But also imagine you've only got two kids, yeah. Obviously, yeah. they're older. Listen, you. Let's talk. Let's ref, no, refer to. No. Let's talk about it in terms of football. There's a difference yes. between man marking and having to play a zone because you're outnumbered. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. Just mm-hmm. think about that. When you have three, you can't mm-hmm. be in three places as two people. I know the energy and, is different and, 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 you, you missed two hands somewhere yeah exactly exactly and then the feeling as well whenever i go out or i go to work or something and then it's like well she's had three kids for four hours now
1: then you know where the level is
0: yeah somewhere
1: somewhere the level is i need to go and yeah it's time i probably need a to hand. leave now yeah
0: exactly <laughs> but anyway are you ready yeah, of course. I, I was already ready, you know. No, you I'm wanted to talk. You wanted like you. to talk. Yeah, you wanted of course. to talk. That's what I mean. I give you but what you want. Not. I give you one, What you want. Okay. So, let's go. So today I'm speaking to the man from Maastricht. Yes. Is that right? Is that how you say it? Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you could say it like
0: that. I <laughs> so how should you say it then?
1: Well, in the ho- in Netherlands we would say Maastricht, Maastricht, but I guess in 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 English you
0: would say Maastricht. <laughs> I, th- I thought i sounded more like the the dutch one than the english one you want you mean the one with the smoke and a pancake just like awesome <laughs> a blanket. yeah oh that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right i tried okay i tried i'm sorry no, you did well you I, did well okay so first things first anyway how are you i'm good thank you my friend you look very stress-free exactly how i remember you 10 years ago is it still the same well, nothing changes mate <laughs> nothing changes and where exactly are you
1: Uh, I'm actually, as you said, I'm in Maastricht, actually it's, 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 I'm back to where I was like 20, 25 years ago. Um, I've traveled the world, I've seen stuff played in places. And then, um, I met my Mrs. She was from Maastricht family, friends, you know, I've, I've been away so long Mm -hmm. that in the end, when my boys were born I was thinking okay maybe I should spend some time around my parents as well so that they get to know their grandparents um and that's what I did so I, I'm literally back but um I, I still have a few uh, escapes once in a while
0: okay, okay. Uh,
1: which gives me uh still the opportunity or let's say it, it's it's not that it ends at the border
0: mm, okay I understand what you're saying I see that So you've had such an impressive career, and I'll be honest, I've got so many questions to ask you about it, but this isn't a five-hour podcast, so I'm going to be very, Uh, very selective, but because I'm selfish, (laughs) I'm still going to ask the questions that I want to ask, as opposed to what the listeners want to hear, okay? So please, please indulge me. So looking back then, you started your career is it, do I say PSV or is it PSV? Yes, PSV. PSV. i no, started PSV? PSV, yeah. So when you were um, coming through the academy around those sort of times, were PSV still a dominant force back then as they have been from that point or was it a different PSV? <sighs>
1: No, PSV was dominant. Uh, PSV has always been dominant. Of course, that there, there, there's there's times when, for example, there was a period where Ajax was dominant, uh, a, a short spell. Feyenoord was dominant, but mainly PSV and Ajax were the ones. Uh, when I was there, they were still dominant. But uh, I have to admit as well that PSV was a club uh, who was financially good, mm-hmm. uh, had the backup from Philips. That's why it's Philips ah, okay. Sports. Yeah, uh, the Phillips yeah, and stuff, yeah. So it wasn't, you know, at Ajax they always played the youngsters because they didn't have the money and they thought they had the best uh, uh, education center. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had more chances. Um, so when I came through the ranks, I thought, okay, let's do my best, try to be the best. I always wanted to be the best, but was it enough for PSV first team?
0: Uh-huh.
1: I wasn't sure. And then I was 17 and I played a few friendlies. And they said, "Listen, what do you think of becoming a full-time professional?" I said, yeah, oh, okay, okay, now now we're talking. Now we're thinking, Okay, so you're telling me there's a chance." Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, and they said, "Okay, then uh, from next week on, you start uh, you start training with the first team." And I said, "Well, I'm doing my." Um, last year in school and I have exams and stuff. So how do we do this? And as soon as my, uh, my dad found out, he said, Oh no, no way. No okay. way. You're first going to get your papers. Yeah. And then in the summer we'll see. So then please, said, okay, make sure you get your papers, uh, which I did. And then still as a 17 year old, I joined uh, the first team and my, I made my official debut when I was a week 18.
0: Okay, Yeah. Who, um, It's interesting hearing how the academy basically worked back then. People are almost Mm -hmm. asking, will you come with us? Will you come with us? So what does it mean then when you were younger? Was the ambition to always make it into the first team or was it just like something that might happen if things go well? Well, as I said, I
1: I was a fan of football, but not anyone in particular. I was a fan of um, uh, football in general, so not a team in particular. Uh, I always enjoyed the big players like... Cruyff and Gullit and all the others when they start playing abroad for AC Milan and stuff. Uh-huh. But I always thought, okay, I looked, at it from, I looked at it from from year to year, from team to team, you know, when you go through the under-15s and then, okay, I want to be the best in the under-17s and you have these rankings for top goal scorers mm-hmm. in the national competitions and um, you start playing for the national team. I was... Thirteen, so I started playing for the under 14s in the in the in the national team, and I remember playing at the old Wembley against England schoolboys yeah. under fifteen, uh-huh. and we played in a massive Wembley, twenty thousand school kids screaming <laughs> England, England, and you think oh, it's in a, it's nearly empty stadium, and you're with like, the kids, and I'm like okay, that was a special, special experience because back then I think uh, Wembley was the biggest pitch ever to. Yeah. to to play on. And yeah. we were under 15. So it's like, yeah, it, was, it looked double the size. Yeah. But uh, no, so to come back to the question, I always try to be the best. I try to be top scorer. But did I, did I see myself playing in the first team? Uh, as I, as I said, it, it so only opened my eyes when I was 17. And it really happened like, okay, because, um, also, my parents from from at home. They said, "Make make sure you 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 graduate. You get your your, your papers because um, there's just so little players that yeah. even in the academies that actually go end up being professionals. Yeah, so right. you have to make sure that you have a, a safety net. Uh, and 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 even then, when I signed my first full contract, they said, "Okay, let's give it a try. <laughs> you know, let's see how it goes the first two years, whatever from." 18 to 20 and if it doesn't work out you can still you know yeah uh, pick up your studies That's but see- that didn't work
0: <laughs> yeah that seems so crazy but there's certain things in that which is which is still the same to this day you know when you think about how many people do actually make that step but i think the downside now is that maybe more people believe that they will even though the reality of the situation is most people don't you know what i mean
1: yeah i i i, I, I totally um see what you mean but I'm not sure if I can uh, compare what I felt back then or how people felt back then. Yeah. I could only tell about how I felt. Okay, yeah. Uh, and and when I see kids now, uh, of course, they all dream of the big career and they're going to make it. Mm-hmm. And even the parents, they think <laughs> the kids are going to make it. And I'm thinking, okay, let's snap out of it. It's yeah. only a certain percent of all these kids that play that are actually going to make it. And the kid today that you think will make it will probably in the end not make it so it's it's the one that you wouldn't maybe expect today to make it is the one that actually will make it so Mm -hmm. it's it's also for you know i'm at psv i work as a as a manager so i see stuff and i see um how how the kids get selected and, and and all they have to do for it to actually make it but then still maybe not make it i'm thinking okay Take it easy, you know it's yeah. it's still so fragile. They're so young. Yeah, you never know in the end. But of course, yeah. living the dream—that's what they all want. Yeah, for sure. And then with the socials, they know uh, <laughs> what what all the players are doing. Of course, they want the
0: same thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You know, you said something just before, which kind of stopped me in my tracks because you said you were always keeping an eye on who the top scorer was. Like, what what type of position were you playing back then to even be considering top scorer? <laughs>
1: I always played up front, so either... You, uh, you, uh,
0: you were nine, uh, you.
1: Yeah, nine, ten, uh, mostly eleven. Right, okay. Uh, back then we we played with wingers, so I was, I was a proper winger. Uh-huh. I had uh, the, the um, back then, the, the would you say the
0: chalk? Yeah, the chalk, yeah. Or, or, or the, paint, yeah the, the chalk paint, yeah. on my boots, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. On, on my heels, because yeah. I was always standing wide. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. Yeah, the, so I always played up front, and, and then sometimes, yeah, as a, a 10 or a 9, yeah, I did. I played a bit everywhere, you know?
0: Okay. I played everywhere. Okay. Clearly but all right. as a
1: youngster, always up front. And there was something funny about me when um, we had this youth competition, and we played Ajax, and we played uh, Feyenoord, and and uh, it started a little bit that they started to uh, show these games on on television on, like, a Sunday Afternoon, where they, they always picked one game because there was only one camera crew traveling the country, and and then when the cameras were there, uh, the guys always said, "Oh, uh, cameras are here." So. I guess you're gonna score again today, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, probably. It, it was more of a trigger to do even better. Yeah. Where others, when the camera was there, was gonna they go yeah, shaky panic. and yeah. bumpy and, uh, and yeah. a panic and uh, ship hands and stuff, and then they wouldn't perform. But that never. That that I always find it challenging. And I had the same later on. They said, the bigger the stadium, the better it is. Yeah. Um, the fuller, the better. Yeah. Which means, as I said, Wembley. Uh, just for a quarter full is 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 literally horrible. Yeah. Then you prefer a smaller stadium
0: that is fully packed, you know? Yeah, it's like I get that. The atmosphere. That's very interesting. I like the atmosphere. It's very interesting. So before we go any further, before um we played together at Sunderland, did you know there was actually mm-hmm. a player who you played with that, that, and there was a place with...
1: called Sunderland. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, that too. But before as <laughs> I say, before we both got there, there was a player who you played with at PSV. Who I also played with in my career, but can you guess who that player is? We're doing a questionnaire now. Just one, like just, one just one, just one. bit of one for you. yeah. Um,
1: so there was one at Sunderland. That no, I no, 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 with. no, no,
0: no, 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 oh. no, no, no. Before, this, oh. if you if you ignore the time from Sunderland, there was a player who I played with before yeah. we were together at Sunderland, who also played with you at PSV. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 should be someone
1: at Manchester City. That's right. Um, and it
0: was from PSV. Yes. Ooh, I can give you clues if you want. Yeah, sure. Give me a clue. Okay, so he was Small One he was two-footed, like he would happily use both feet. Mm. There's not many of them. Well, th- this is one. This is one. Is he Dutch? He's Dutch. Yeah. Oh, even worse that I don't know. Um well, I'm, pretty sure of, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure he's Dutch i'm yeah. pretty sure he's that yeah okay okay so you' you're you're putting me on a on a
0: on a, a dead give you more I can give you more clues if you want
1: uh, yeah give me another clue then
0: okay he was probably around one meter eighty two so we're talking six feet he had curly hair almost like a mullet oh no Oh, he still doesn't know. Do you need some tips? Do you need the answer? Yeah. You need the answer? No, I want tips? another tip first. Um, He is currently 50 years old. So he's an older player than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's older. Thank you. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Give it to me. It, the answer is Ronald Votarus. Did he play? Oh, yeah, he played at City. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And when you said mullet, I should have known. Exactly, because his is a very clear and obvious mullet. But with him as well. the goalkeeper. I remember how much he sort of changed what City was at that time, because I was playing in the reserves with him. And we used to just clear the ball or whatever. Like, it's not new City. It's like old, old City. And the one time I'd clear a ball and he says, no, 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 just stop. Just give me the ball. Just give me the ball. And he was the only goalkeeper, like, at that time, we had ever heard say, just give me the ball. Yeah, usually, yeah
1: and, he, and and he even would say it doesn't matter which feet just give it back.
0: Exactly, exactly. I, I remember in eighteen, nineteen, thinking, ah, okay, okay. What, how is
1: this possible? This is Do you know the real story about him then, though?
0: Which story? how he started? Now how he
1: started? No, go on. He was a cyclist until eighteen. Really? <laughs> yes. <That's not. laughs> he was a cyclist, and then he started playing football, and then he had a. Uh, he started at a club called Roda JC, uh-huh. Roda,
0: uh-huh.
1: and. Um, yeah, he got to move to PSV and he stayed there for quite some time, maybe six, seven, eight years, mm-hmm. and then he moved to City, and then he still moved to the US. Oh, did he go to the US he, as well? Okay. Yeah,
0: he played for Red Bull, I guess. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. even more interesting now. This is me being very selfish again, and I apologize to any of the audience that don't you get should. this. No worries. But there was something Good else about your time. Anyway. At, yeah, thank you. There's something <laughs> else about your time at PSV which means the most to me, and that was because you were part of the team that had. The most inspirational player of that generation. Someone Do you
1: think I still remember that guy or not?
0: You remember. I'm sure you remember certain things. But uh, um, like I said, people of my age, born in the 80s or maybe even possibly early 90s, this guy here, we would we would probably fight someone today if they slander his name to this day, and he's not played for over 10 years. So I would like to know. What type of player at the age of eighteen can score fifty-four goals in fifty-seven games? Who is this player, please? Uh, it sums it all up.
1: Is one of my mates? We were actually the same age. Uh-huh. I'm from fifteen of August. He's from twenty-second of September. Uh-huh. Um, we we play together. We uh, spend time together on and definitely a lot of off the pitch. Uh-huh. It's Ronaldo. Ronaldo. but then again when i say ronaldo there's only one exactly called ronaldo el fenomeno exactly uh, and and this guy uh, unfortunately nowadays for the younger listeners we have to say ronaldo nazario de lima yeah instead of cristiano ronaldo it's not cr no it's the r9 this yes. is where it all started yes
0: yes people. To, I promise you, like, as you say yourself, people my age as well, we will fight someone today if you slander this Ronaldo. Like, this is Ronaldo. The other guy is Cristiano Ronaldo. This mm-hmm. is Ronaldo. The stuff he was doing, like, at 18, how do you it, score it that was many crazy. goals? Not, not, not only that many, but, um, you know, I play with him and he came
1: from, from the world cup in 94, which was US. in the U S yeah, and, uh, Brazil obviously won with, uh, was it Baggio missing that penalty yeah. uh-huh. on the shootout and, and he came to, to PSV and he was relatively, imagine this, he relatively unknown, <laughs> yeah. but he was 17 year old who just played the world cup for Brazil and he didn't, he didn't play, but he was part of the squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he came to PSV, he said, okay, this one, the kid from Brazil, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Phillips had good uh, relationships in Brazil because they had their, their, um, um, obviously the businesses mm-hmm. uh, and they got him over and this guy came in big, big, big smile, mm-hmm. big smile, always in for a joke, very friendly, um, trying to help people, um, in for a laugh, obviously working and, um. Uh, the, the funny thing with him was that he didn't have the skills like you sometimes see nowadays. You know the free free yeah. freestyle soccer uh-huh. with all these um, uh, funny things around the world. Mm-hmm. He would he would you know that is not functional. Yeah. He would have functional technique, functional skills. So in training, he would play one on one. Yeah, he would destroy anybody. Yeah, two v one. He would destroy the two defenders. Three v one, he would say, come on. Listen, and, and you ask him to do it around the world. Yeah, I'm not bothered, but yeah. he could dribble anybody. Yeah. So when he started playing, okay, he scored a few goals and he had these interviews when he had about five goals scored and the, and the interviewer goes, okay, so Ronaldo, yeah, you're here in, in Holland now. So how many goals do you think he can score? And without a blink, we say, yeah, 30. <laughs> so the journalists go, yeah. So you gotta score 30 goals. Is it? Yeah. And in the end of the season he'd scored thirty goals. Yeah. It's just amazing. Now the first game we played when when you saw something phenomenal was we played the European match against by Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. A European, the first European match, and we're all like, okay, we we'll play European games. This is gonna be something special. Um and we lost actually five three or or five four, and he scored a hat trick. Uh-huh. 17-year-old playing in Europe, an away game, uh, freezing night somewhere in Leverkusen. And he just, uh, it was amazing. That when he sort of made his mark in the Netherlands going for, okay, we said he was special, but we've seen it. And that was early on. Mm -hmm. And then he went on to do the same thing week in, week
0: out. Mm -hmm. That's the fact. And I think being in England, sometimes they'll say, you know, the mark of how good somebody is isn't necessarily how many goals they score. In the Eredivisie, like because you've had oh. some players who've come over and done very well, like a Van Nistelrooy, but you've had some yeah. players who, um, co- like a Kersman who came over and didn't do anything. But <clears throat> the man Ronaldo then went to Barcelona and scored a goal a game over there as well. So. That kind of set he the did. tone, for example, and he, he was.
1: It, then, and then he did it a bit again in Italy.
0: So, yeah, and then he did it a bit again in Madrid. So he did it a bit, you know, basically. <laughs> he, he, was kinda, he, was kinda, he did it a bit for Brazil. Yeah, I mean. it was, and it's crazy as well, because those numbers he was posting then, like to be almost averaging a goal a game for the first five, six, seven years of your career. Like now we almost, we're almost desensitized to it because you see it from Messi, you see it from Ronaldo. But back then, I always thought the pinnacle was if you averaged a goal every two games, you were seen as like a star but this guy was, mm-hmm. he was by himself just him one of one but anyway so back to you so you ended up playing was it four years at uh, PSV four years at PSV okay and then uh, oh the don't say the relax 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 I'm leading this okay I'm leading just follow so I'm you played, yeah. So yeah, for, just for now. Well, so,
1: you know, I talk too much, so, no, no, so I'm trying <laughs> to bring you back
0: to be fair, I'm glad you said that about you, because people say that about me. But anyway, so you're playing over 30 games a season, four PSV. This is a big club in your home country, and you say the chance came up, but why did you think you had to take it? Considering you were so comfortable um, where you were.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I had interest before to move abroad. But I, f- I felt I wasn't ready. And then, uh, uh, you know, the situation was, I had one year left on my contract. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, the whole Bosman uh, yeah. arrest came, started, was around. Um, and I had two options. Well, literally three then, that, that were uh, the ones that I, I thought I had to choose from. One was Inter Milan. mm mm-hmm. The Other one was staying at, at PSV for another year, but that also meant that if I'd stay another year, I would leave the club on free. Yeah, where I um, uh, was lucky enough to have my education as a footballer, so I thought I needed to leave at least with the club earning some money, yeah, um, and also. Uh, there was a change at the club we we uh, the, the manager left with a big, big part of the squad uh They all flew out They all went to different clubs mm-hmm. uh, they went for example, Yapstam went to manchester yeah uh, Arthur Newman went to Rangers yeah um some of the guys went to Barcelona, and that 's the other one where I had to choose from and I thought Barca was the best fit for me to extend my, um, is it the right word if I say education or development? I thought it was just the right step yeah, Where with Inter, I wasn't sure. You know, you see a manager is sacked after three bad results. Mm-hmm. What does it mean for you as a player if he was the guy who wanted you to win? Um, in Italy, they didn't play as offensive as Barca did. Mm-hmm. And at Barca, I met uh, a Dutch manager in Van Gaal. Okay. And I, I rated him high because I knew him from, from his time at Ajax. Uh, where he also tried to get me through oh, okay. at Ajax at a certain point
0: okay.
1: when Overmars got injured, but that uh, obviously didn't go well with PSV. PSV never wanted me to join them, so I stayed and and, and played and eventually got my, my, my move to Barca, and that all happened uh, during our preparations for the World Cup 98. Okay. So I joined Barca just before the World Cup 98.
0: Okay, that's... um you you said so much there, and you've kind of downplayed the significance of moving to one of the most iconic football clubs in, in the world you just said it like it was you know like you're moving down the road to a new house that's the same size mm-hmm. but as a guy who say for as much as Ronaldo was an icon of mine in the 90s Barcelona is still to this day uh, that you know they're like my second favorite team you know people tend to sit on one side or the other and Barcelona that team to me and I want to know if you can describe what it's like to be a player there, like what's the expectation from, say, the people you work with to the fans, because you know the, mm-hmm. the motto is "meske Game club," isn't it? So what is yes. that? What is that feel? What is that like being there? Well, of course,
1: the, 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 there's 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 certain things. I, I played with PSV against Barcelona in the two previous years before I joined them, mm-hmm. which meant we played in the UEFA Cup or Champions League, yeah, uh, however you want to call it back then. Uh, I had four good games. Uh, in the beginning of the season at Barca, they also have a, a, a they call it Juan Camper Torneo, okay. which is just one game. And uh, we, we we also played it once. And so I had the feeling that for these performances, I was always already on the radar. Okay. Uh, so I've been there before, played there before. Um, so it's sort of. You knew where you were going to, mm-hmm. but obviously the magnitude of the club mm-hmm. you only feel or sense when you're actually there um in in the Netherlands it's all relatively simple and and football is nice but I mean it's not it doesn't come on the first place yeah. and then when you go to Spain, football is definitely number one in life and Barcelona it's it's Barça is number one. So when you get to the airport, it's packed, uh, journalists all over the place. Every day, a training session, 30 journalists, they all want to have a story. Um, for example, I, I also once for an interview in the papers. I only had to take a picture and I said, okay, when do we do the interview? I said, Oh, don't worry. <laughs> we'll do the interview. I said, okay. So it's just about the picture. Then yeah, it's just a picture. So they, you know, they need to fill these papers day in, day out the yeah. first 20 pages is about Barca. Then you have a different paper in in Madrid called, for example, Marca. Uh-huh. First 20 pages is about Real Madrid. So mm-hmm. it, the magnitude itself, 100,000 people in the stands. If it's nil-nil at halftime, you'll be booed off because they want to be entertained. Yeah. Um, it's 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 totally different than what you would expect in in for example in, in the Netherlands when you play, or even in England because. We'll get to that in a minute, but now we talk, now, now that we talk Barca, I moved to England later on, uh-huh. uh, we'll get there. But I remember playing my first game at home at, well, I wouldn't say the clubs yet, Yeah, but we draw. Yeah, And I, I had, still had to walk from the stadium to the car park. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, first game of the season, home game, we had a draw. How do I get from the stadium to my car? <laughs> Like I was a little bit worried because I was used to Barça. Yeah, you know they, they they killed you if you would draw a game. Yeah, uh, especially if Madrid won on the weekend because mm-hmm. everything is is mirrored yeah. to what they do in Madrid. So I say okay, so I walk out the stadium and I sort of put my 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 my, my cap on and stuff and think okay, let's get to the car and uh, that. The guys come up and they walk towards me. I'm thinking, okay, now I'm gonna have it. I say, unlucky son, we'll get him next week. <laughs> I think, okay, this is different. Yeah, that wouldn't happen in Spain. You no, know, if it- if you withdraw, they would, they would, they would kill you. They, not literally, of course, but yeah. they would, they would let you know. And you yeah, have the white wanker, uh, handkerchiefs, you know, when yeah. the results aren't good, and they want the manager out. It's, it's, it's full on pressure. But when you're there, hey you're there. Yeah. It's it's the same. The guy said to me, Okay, so what was it like to play with Rivaldo and Figo and, and Luis Enrique and and Pep Guardiola and, and all the others? I was thinking, Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice, but you were part of it as well, you know. Yeah. It's like you're in there as well. It's like, Yeah, yeah of course, but what yeah. So so afterwards, so now that we talk about it now and you finish your career and you look back on it and you think, okay, that that was awesome, that was nice, that was something special. But when you're in there, although you do, in a sense, sort of appreciate stuff, I guess you will have the same. Maybe not today because you only mm-hmm. finished your career two weeks ago. Um, the The thing is you start appreciating stuff more afterwards because you were when you're in the moment you mean if i come on to the pitch and, and come now with a hundred thousand people and like yeah this is nice but i'm not going to stand around looking around looking you crowd, know yeah, just, yeah. just looking at saying okay yeah this is nice and all these players flying around me and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's just you're 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 too focused you're, yeah. you're too much busy with what you have to do and what do you have to do to perform you know go go to bed early or, or have a siesta and eat well and you know of course, Beautiful city. Honestly, Barcelona has it all. They have the stadium. They have the, the crowd. They have the, the 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 weather, the city itself, the, the, the rest. Of it. They have the beach. They have the full packages there. So, yeah, of course you enjoy that.
0: Yeah. Um, you've, you've, you're really <laughs> impressive because you will take the mic, and I enjoy that because I enjoy listening to these stories. But while you're doing it, you're also like just your name dropping, talking about places you've been, you know, Rivaldo, Pep, 100,000 people, you know, it's more than a club is this. I'm like, oh, this guy's flexing on everybody, but I kind of like it. I really like it. And instead of me asking you, what's it like to have played with Pep or someone? If I ever meet Pep asking, what was it like to play with you? That's the bigger question, huh? See so yeah, how he responds to that. And what do you think <laughs> yeah, he'll say? We'll see. What do you think he'll say, it was uh, a pleasure?
1: I, I think he'll say it was a pleasure and, the, and the, that I was a professional, I guess. Okay. I took it seriously.
0: What, what more could you ask for? I was going to ask you about what it's like playing in a Clásico, but I imagine you've answered that question thousands of times, maybe. No, no,
1: not really, not a thousands. I guess it's it's the big it's the big picture, and um, uh, that when you say uh, Barca uh, more than a club, uh, it means something. Um, I think if you um, if you play for a club, you should know the history of the club. Yep. You know what to do, and especially what not to do. Yep. Um, uh, I remember later in life joining a club and, and asking, "Listen, what should I definitely not do while being a player for this club?" Yeah, and you get certain answers. And you say, "Okay, I never knew. You know, you're a foreigner. Yeah, you yeah, no idea." Uh-huh. And, and and then uh, if you know this, then um, uh, it, it will help you along the way. Um, and one thing for sure is that when you go abroad or whenever you go, uh, there's one thing you need to learn, and that's to adapt or better word is to adjust because you are actually the one that is uh, going to a different country mm-hmm. and you're you're like you're invited to the party you, just, yeah. you should you you should treat people like that or in, in a certain way where okay if if they if they have a certain um um, um Habits or customs or whatever, then then you should adapt yourself because people are not going to adapt to you. Mm-hmm. No, it's your task to adapt to to the people, and um, it's just that.
0: Uh, well, if if you go if you go, then you have to adapt. Is this is this why, for example, um, when you look at the rumors that were surrounding Gareth Bale about his time in Madrid and how he didn't want to adapt to the culture and stuff like that, is that was that going to be seen as like a huge thing then within that city? within that country
1: yeah i, I think so uh if, if 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 now coming with that i said what you asked me playing a a a, a classico what i mean is y- you should realize what it means for the people in barcelona to play madrid and win against madrid yeah. uh, and that's something that you should feel and that's something that you should defend at all costs well, yeah. all cost uh sportive wise yeah um there's always this, you know. The people want to go to work on a Monday and be proud of their team. Uh, and um, uh, playing, playing Madrid is not just a 90 minutes uh, for Barca. If you, if you notice the, the the newspapers for three, four weeks in advance, as soon as the, the you know the schedule is made up for the season, mm-hmm. they'll let you know when you're actually gonna play the Clasico. Yeah. Uh, and later, later in life, later, you don't, yeah, you realize it, but later. Uh, I, I did some punditry for be in sports yeah. uh, is, is one of the bigger companies. Um, and, and I wasn't in, in Qatar doing the coverage and I said, and I think I did the, the classico and I said, okay, so, so how many people are actually watching this, 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 um, um, program? I said, well. Yeah, the classical. I think it's about 500 million. I'm thinking, okay, 500 million people? i think, yeah, you know, we send it out to the whole of the Middle East, you know, and say, okay, okay, yeah, okay, now, okay. Uh, just, just think that you're actually in the studio with these five people mm-hmm. and not the 500 million that yeah. are actually watching. Yeah. But that's the same when you're playing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you're just playing, and, and you know, listen, in the end and, and that's honest and I think you've 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 had the same thing, is that when you're actually playing, when you're fully focused, when you're in the game, just doesn't yourself. really matter where you play yeah it do, i mean of course when when the referee blows a whistle and there's a there's a maybe some someone that needs a treatment for an injury mm-hmm. all of a sudden you realize where you actually are yeah but while you're playing yeah you, it could be on the park yeah next door yeah, it's for just sure. you know it's, it's 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 you're so fully focused and that's what it should be i guess
0: so then with that type of magnitude in terms of games and so on then why did you end up leaving and why did you, why did you go? Uh, sorry, I need to chime in here. Because no, no. you said my Maastricht was bad. But <sighs> the action that you gave for what it sounds to be in West London, I think was worse. So why did you leave what? and why did you go to Chelsea? Um, what was bad? My my cockney, cockney accent? Oh, oh what it mean? stank. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the worst I've ever heard. Oh
1: no. In the beginning or afterwards? It's straight away. Because when I was longer in Sunny Sunderland, you know, I started joking, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> but when I was alone, I was oh like, you're right, Gazer. You're oh right, Please. Well, come on,
0: let's go to the rubber dub, <laughs> The rubber dub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, the American the audience Robert has Jim no Joe. idea what you're talking about here, but <laughs> know, it's the hilarious. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, yeah, so why did you leave then? Why did you go to Chelsea?
1: Um, There was a change of manager. Um, I felt I wasn't really um, um, one of the first 11. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a bit of a clean out happening as well. I think, okay, I don't want this to happen. Uh, Sometimes you feel it's time to go. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember really well when I signed my deal um, uh, at Barca, they said, uh, I signed the deal and they said, okay, no one leaves here unless we say so. (laughs) I said, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So that's how it goes. Okay. And then, um, which wasn't really true because I've seen players leave without the club, (laughs) wanting them to leave. Um, (laughs) Figo. But... um, But uh, no, to be honest, uh, I thought it was time to leave and um, the opportunity came along. I had an opportunity earlier on to actually go to Lazio, Rome in Italy. Okay. Um, That deal was done until Barca asked for a bank guarantee for the transfer fee. Okay. Um, But uh, the Italians couldn't come up with that one. Okay. So I stayed and I joined Chelsea. Yeah. Why? Premier League, I guess. Uh, Chelsea came along, they wanted me in. Uh, I had a chat with the uh, Italian manager Ranieri back then. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I felt I had a new opportunity, new country, new competition and I always wanted to, uh, yeah, to play in different countries to, to experience stuff and
0: uh, um, that was the next chapter. Yeah, to be fair, as far as cities go, going from Barcelona to being in London slash West London isn't the worst move in the world, let's say no it? the 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 city wasn't bad true. Yeah, it's, true it's not too bad, but what were your thoughts on say English football before you got there compared to after you started to play for a while was it were were your thoughts ended up being true or was it something completely different
1: completely different, I guess there were two things uh, uh I mean listen, we can have stories all along yeah. um when um when I played this game for the under fifteens at Wembley, yeah. I entered the dressing room I was like, what is this? And they had bathtubs. I said, what do you do with the bathtubs? I said, well, that's how they warm up in England. They go in a bathtub, you know, heat it up. <laughs> And then they go onto the pitch and just play football. okay, okay, okay. So I thought, okay, well, in England, they only run, you know, they're they're full pace uh, and they go mad and tactics is just not what they're after. That was the idea, like, long ago, eh? Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Long, long, long ago. Um, But with Barca, we actually played um, in the Champions League against Leeds United. Yes. And we had it really tough with them. And you know, maybe what kind of team they had mm-hmm. back then. Uh, Rio Ferdinand was in yeah, the team.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, they, they had quite cool, some names. Like that, yeah. yeah, quite some names. And we also played Manchester United okay. in uh, the Champions League. And uh, we actually played Arsenal in the Champions League, uh, who played at Wembley, because okay. they, they couldn't play the European games at, uh, at Highbury, Highbury yeah. because it was too small. Yeah. Uh, so we already had a bit of a feel, and especially when we played uh Manchester United we thought okay we're going to play man united we're going to be a bit of ticky tacky and uh, we'll 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 win this one and we were 3-0 down at half time oh, what happened here you know was it uh yorkie and cole up front mm-hmm. uh it was just okay giggsy and and, and backs and uh we really had a tough uh, keen in the middle mm-hmm. um so uh in the end we we ended up Playing a draw three three, we we settled the score in the second half. But it's not like I already changed a bit my mind. But um, the, the the thing that I really thought is that in 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 the Premier League in the UK they they didn't train yeah. because they played so many games. Yeah. There was just no time to train. Uh-huh. So I so I joined Chelsea, and the first day in training I remember well. It was I think it was Addie Maffey, one of the fitness coaches. He said, "Okay, okay, son, we're going to start some runs." Uh we'll do uh, three times eight hundred. I was like uh, nearly choke it. I said, What it <laughs> Well three times eight hundred. I'm like, Okay, well uh, at Barca we only do 30 meters. It's like, yeah, yeah, but this is uh this is different. I said, okay. <laughs> so that's how it all started and then we went on training camp somewhere in Italy because we had Ranieri yeah. as a fitness coach. We went somewhere in the mountains where where the nuns went, you know? Yeah but it's like a, like like a, um a monastery. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing, just one pitch and we ran we ran we did thousand meters like okay first one two three up till seven thousand meters wow just running i'm thinking okay where did I end up with? <laughs> they don't train in the UK, <laughs> but that's another example where the manager decides yes. what happens at a club and not a, 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 the a itself, culture, the culture. Or, or league itself. And I, I did have to uh, change my style a bit. Where at Barca we played tiki tacky, we mm-hmm. we played ball possession. I stayed a little bit up front, waited for the ball, and then made my action on the last final third. Yeah, when playing in England and also under. Uh, Ranieri it, 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 I'm not going to say simple but it was like a plane at times it was a plane four-four-two. I played on the wing and yep. I played from box to box so mm-hmm. I started being a box to box player in the UK where
0: before I, I was a final third player. Okay, well clearly you made the adjustment and you made it well because you ended up spending, I think it was eight years in the league with Chelsea, Middlesbrough, Liverpool, and obviously with myself at Sunderland. And we shouldn't mm-hmm. forget that you spent two years in Marseille, obviously, because you only mm-hmm. like to live in those big spaces, you know. But anyway. Uh, sunny places. Yeah, you can say that. Except for sunny Sunderland as well. But, sunny um, Sunderland. When I was looking through all those years, I thought to myself, they've only arguably ever been four years in your career where you weren't at a club that was expected to be in contention for leagues and stuff like this and firstly looking at you now it's very obvious because you have no gray hairs and you're not losing any hair it's a different type of stress to be at the top compared to being down at the bottom man huh? you know what i mean
1: yeah uh yeah i do i do understand what you mean it must um, be nice huh? but but yeah it was nice but Uh, You don't think you get grey hairs playing on the top bit, or only on the bottom bit?
0: I think with the grey hairs at the top, they probably fade away because you spend more time looking good, because you can go and get that stuff maintained. But when it's down at the bottom, yeah, when it's down (laughs) at the bottom, yeah, when when it's down at the bottom, (laughs) the money's low. You have less time to go and get it done. Cameras aren't on you as much. You know, it's a different type of stress, whereas you always have to look at your level.
1: Yeah, maybe. No, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if we're going to touch on all the other clubs, but I do have to admit one thing, that um, during my career, it's true, I always played for clubs that played uh, to win trophies. Yeah. Uh, they played to to play in Europe. Um, I, I think that was my hardest uh, bit when I was at Sunny Sunderland. Yeah. Uh, so the year with you, uh, the two years that I spent up in the Northeast, I, I, I thoroughly um, enjoyed my time. Um, I met really nice people, but the mentality itself didn't really work for me. It didn't work for me. Mm. Um, I I sort of, I I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it no more in the end because, um, I don't know. Was it, was my last year, your last year?
0: Yeah, it was 2010, 2011. eh? Yes.
1: Um, then you remember, well, if I tell you this story, um, We're going towards the end of the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We 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 play West Ham away. Yep. We could finish tenth in the league. Yeah. If if we win our game. Yep. And if um obviously some other results went our way. Yep. Um yep. in that last week, we didn't do anything at all yep. to actually win that game. Mm-hmm. So we played a simple eleven V11. 11. I remember being really uh, mad. I, I had to watch my language here. <laughs> I was mad. So I picked up a ball, kicked it away during that game. But on the sideline, no one really saw. They, they, they're they just, you know, being on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, having a chit-chat. It was like, come on, we yeah. can actually finish 10th, which means the best ever, best ever uh, result yeah. for finish for, 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 for Sunderland. And it it really bothered me. So I was really you know i could sign actually another year okay. because of the appearances i had uh-huh and um they really wanted me to sign another year, but I thought, no, I can't do it another year because I I, I was 34, turning 35 at the time. Yeah. Um, which meant you were 30, uh, sorry, 24, <laughs> turning <laughs> right, 35. Yeah. Yeah, because that's have noticed one, yeah. We only we yeah. we we, uh, we our difference is a decade. Yes. Yeah. Um, when I say decade, it really crazy, sounds
0: yeah.
1: long. Yeah. But yeah. okay, so we play that game. Um, and I was, I was, I was really mad. I was a bit angry and I said, listen, I'm not going to sign a new deal. I'm not going to join another year because I was just, if it's going to be my last year, because I was fit, Mm -hmm. maybe you, maybe you think differently, Uh, but I I could still run. I was there. Um, but I didn't play all the games. So I thought, listen, I just want to go somewhere for one year and enjoy myself, Mm -hmm. enjoy the football because I lost a little bit of that joy. Because of the mentality where everything is fine as long as we're not in the relegation zone, yeah. and as soon as we got to the relegation zone, all of a sudden everybody got nervous, all of a sudden we had to do stuff, all of a sudden we had to you know things we had to do stuff that normally you would do all year long, yeah, and I was thinking, this is just not me, mm-hmm. you know it's it's if, if it's good for the others, then fine, but I'm not gonna do this another year,
0: yeah.
1: and uh, I said, okay, I don't sign it." coming back to that game we beat west Sam, ham
0: in london the
1: yeah. 0-3 yeah. in london i captained the game yeah. i scored the opener yeah and in the end we finished top um, ten? every
0: yeah, we finished top 10
1: yeah we finished top 10 Uh, You know, the left row of, you know, sometimes we say this in Holland, you know, when you you put on teletext on TV, you have a left row and a right row. We were on the left row. We're on the left (laughs) side. So so all of a sudden, everybody was like so happy. But in a sense, I was a little bit sad because before the game, I knew this was going to be my last game. Mm -hmm. And they didn't realize it. Nobody realized it. And then I just said, well, this was it. And I left. And... I never played
0: again. Yeah, that's crazy because I didn't realize in that time, looking back, that that would end up being your last game as well. But I do remember that last week of training because I thought the same as you. Considering like when I first came through the door, the aim was we're going to try and finish top 10 this season. That was the opening goal at the start of the season. And here Mm -hmm. we were the last week, and I think we started in 12th, but we could finish 10th. So I thought, mm-hmm. obviously yeah. this is a big week. We're gonna spend a lot of time working on this or working on that. But that was probably the most lax week of the whole season that we had there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why is how similar to you? I thought why is this going on now and why was that the case? And obviously we were fortunate because we, we played and we won and we achieved our objective. But, you know, it was strange to be there that week because the energy was yeah, it was strange, it was strange. But anyway, I've got a couple more things to get to in relation to that. I was going to ask you what the favourite, what what would you say your, I can't ask you too many questions, even though you've been everywhere and you've got so much to say, but I'll save this when I see you next year. Yeah. But as far as the clubs go, I was going to ask you what would you, what would be your favourite thing or memory about, say, Chelsea, Middlesbrough, Liverpool or Sunderland?
1: You mean at each club? At each or club, in yeah. At each
0: club, like I okay. know you can talk. You can have the microphone here and yeah, talk for twenty yeah, yeah. minutes each no, thing, but please okay. try I'll not go, to.
1: I'll, 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 I'll go quick then. Uh, PSV, I guess uh, um, winning the league mm-hmm. uh, and being maybe uh, I was I was uh, not if you crowned, but I was talent of this of the year okay. for the whole league, which was like an individual. Price, but then again, you only win it because of your teammates. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, winning the league uh, at uh, Barca, winning the league definitely. Um, with uh, Chelsea, um, I didn't have too many really good well i did have some good memories obviously the city and the people that i met and um but i had a bad injury where i had a thigh laceration okay. in a, in a cup game uh, chelsea versus tottenham uh, which which took me out and i never thought of it as being um a career threatening injury mm-hmm. but looking back on it it definitely was okay i'll i'll, I'll send you a picture on the whatsapp or however okay. but then you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, um, then I moved to 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 Middlesbrough to sort of lift lift myself up, and we played in Europe, fantastic games, and actually won the League Cup, yeah. which was the one and only trophy in the history of the club. Yeah. Um, then at Liverpool, uh, um, although it's it's you know it's like. It's a bit of a sweet where you know when they say sour and sweet yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was sweet but yeah. it was sour because we lost the champions league final mm-hmm. so the sweetness was obviously getting all the way yeah but when you play a final you only play a final to win it exactly yeah um at marseille <clears throat> i um i scored a goal against paris saint-germain in Stade uh de france and mm-hmm. uh, we beat them 3-1 um that still goes down well with the fans in marseille <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then i moved back to sunderland and i guess yeah i met a lot of good people and um maybe the highlight was the end where i captained the team uh that won that day at west ham yeah. and finished 10th in the league
0: yeah that's you know that's not too bad you've clearly, that's a nutshell that's yeah that's not nutshell. too bad you've, you've clearly played for some big teams played in some big games and uh you had a hell of a career anyway but there's one thing in particular about Sunderland. I'm gonna try and take you back to a moment now, yeah. Which obviously for I good know as... the
1: moment. I know the moment. What's Come the moment? What's on? the I moment?
0: Know. What's the moment? It's you, actually. No, yeah, no, you missed listen, listen, I just the got, moment, I got the ball rolling. Listen, listen, I didn't I didn't I, I, do it. I, I, yeah, you it's got about the ball my teammates. Rolling. I'll
1: tell you what, I tell something here to all the <laughs> listeners. This guy here managed to play against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in yeah. London. Yeah. Dribble like about five guys. Something like that. And yeah. score a goal. Yeah. It, it, you know, the thing is, because it was you, it mm-hmm. was just a goal from Nader Manua. Yeah. If it would have been Messi or Ronaldo or Cristiano, it tell would have them. gone all over the world. Yes. Tell it was them. A, it was a fantastic goal.
0: Tell them. And we actually beat Chelsea 3 0 on the on, day on the in day. London in on London, their turf. On TV, the Super Sunday game was us against them. But even bigger than that, so that was obviously a good memory for me because it's probably <laughs> I don't have many goals, but it's probably one of my best. But I remember I think it was when Asamoah scored in that game as well, and you went oh, in the corner. Yeah. I know you were going to go that way. Yeah, yeah of Is course it I dancing have to. With the I stars? have to. But, Is it with the but stars? it's not even it's not even the <laughs> relation to the dancing because you dancing it's like I love that moment because I remember that day so well. But it took mm-hmm. me back to the fact that Asamoah was also involved in music and just today yeah. do you remember this
1: baby jets cheese smells like cheese come on give it to
0: me can you can you hear that or not
1: yeah yeah you know what i mean that's the classic. I told you straight away.
0: It's baby jet. It's baby Jet. What a yeah, moment. Sm- was it smells like cheese? Oh, it was um oh what's the word now? I think I think they uh, said you were sexy like, like cheese. Sexy, <laughs> sexy like, like cheese. Okay. But I remember some home games we used to the music would be playing from the speakers as we were on the <laughs> yeah. field warming up. <laughs> <thought this> <laughs> what honestly, but, what a throwback.
1: But, listen SMO, I had had songs had tunes had lyrics, and I had dance moves Oh, did and, he uh, um, w- w- when he scored that goal and I went to the corner and listen still today i'm no I' have no idea how he makes these dances, yeah, and I joined in, and of course it was <laughs> funny, but it always was meant to be funny, yeah who, exactly. who on earth would think I could dance like him but, but it also made something happen afterwards because um it 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 did go um Viral, yeah. we would say nowadays. It yeah. did go viral on a few socials and uh, mm-hmm. on the internet and 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 TV shows. Uh, and, and back then you had Dancing with the Stars, oh, and you yeah. had you know they they they, they made these. Uh, the faces of of Samoa and me on one of the two <laughs> dancers, you know, like and it was so funny and it always meant to be funny and it's still. Uh, I, don't, I, I wouldn't it. say it haunts. I wouldn't say it haunts me, but, but it still not sort not of comes after me once in a while, uh, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 uh, it was so funny and even with the fans because after that, you know, when I ever started my warm up at Sunderland, yes. all of a sudden the fans go. Bolo, Bolo, give us a dance, give us
0: a dance. (laughs) (laughs) That's a brilliant moment. But I need to take you back to another moment now. And I've gained a perspective from people who I played with on this particular day. But I need a perspective of you now. So you talked before about when you were at Middlesbrough, how you went on that UEFA Cup run. But if you go back some, the reason you made it into Europe came down to the last game of the season which Ooh, to you want to go yeah. to that game? I um. want to go to that game because <laughs> I have certain memories of it, which, yeah, anyway. So let's go no back to that ones. game. No good ones, no good ones. Relax, so I remember that game, and I remember first day I was playing, and it was my first season, it was game number 10 or 12 of my career. I remember Mark Schwartz was time-wasting from minute one. That was the first thing, minute one. But I also, don't do that lip, but also <laughs> I remember <laughs> Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank let off a rocket of a free kick. A rocket of a free kick it to take Baby the James lead. It was David James' goal. Yes, to take to and take the lead. He couldn't even get that one. Nowhere near it. And it's crazy because then Jimmy Floyd ended up being my manager, and I needed to. I was almost crying to him at, talking at about at that game at QPR. Yeah, and I was crying <laughs> to him about that game. But he did that. Then we came back, and I think we must have scored. But the biggest point, really, is how did you feel being on the field with three goalkeepers? Do you remember that?
1: at the end when we had an extra goalkeeper
0: coming on yeah can you how did you guys feel about seeing that because I remember for myself my mind was blown that we had Nicky Weaver and (laughs) David James on the field at the same time but with David James wearing an outfielder shirt how did that feel for you guys Um,
1: well I I
0: guess That happened towards the end of the game, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. To make
1: sure to see if he could go up
0: as a point of reference.
1: Well, no, not really.
0: Bolo, we hadn't worked on this. We hadn't worked on this. There was nothing. Nobody knew what was going on. We just saw him coming on. I saw him just moving up front with an outfielder shirt. (sighs) Like, what's that? Well, I, I remember
1: that we, well, we both needed a, uh, no, you needed a win. Yeah, you needed and a And we needed a draw yep. to get into Europe. That's right, yeah. And um, obviously, Jimmy scored that worldie. Yeah. Then you scored the equalizer. Yeah. And then you also had a penalty.
0: Yes, we did. Which, yes, we did.
1: obviously, our, our are goalkeeper, saved, yeah. Mark Schwartz, are saved. Yeah. And then... It was just full on. You yes. just put threw everything at us, yeah. and we were just like like lions or whatever <laughs> you want to call, it, defending <laughs> the cage, whatever it was. Yeah. There was nothing more to do for us. We were literally with with the back against the ropes.
0: Yeah, but like and, I and say,
1: yeah, you, you, you end up putting a goalkeeper
0: up front as well. But how? But how confusing was that for you? Because I was confused. Like, how do you deal with a goalkeeper wearing an outfielder's shirt on the field, and there's still a goalkeeper down the other end what? as well? we were just hoping that he would catch it <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's, that's, that's all I needed to hear that's hilarious and it, it's funny as well looking back at that game to see some of the names that were playing people involved because you know later on they had such a different effect on me from us playing together to me being coached mm-hmm. by somebody who was on the field in that game as well you know
1: it's, you know sometimes sometimes uh, foot, the world of football goes round you know Oh, somewhere does. down the line you, you'll meet again
0: yeah hundred 100 percent. so one thing here then so for the first seven years of your career you spend time at two clubs but then from that point you never seem to spend longer than two years in a single place so why is that is this by choice or what 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 was the deal
1: uh, yeah two things um i guess in the beginning uh, i signed i signed a five-year deal then i signed a four-year deal and i thought okay this is going to go differently. Now I signed two year deals everywhere. I went, uh, why did I do or even a one-year deal? I signed a one-year deal at Middlesbrough because my first year was on loan. Okay. Um, why was that? It's because, um, that's also a funny story because it, it goes both ways, which means if you sign a five-year deal, it's sort of, okay, now it's done and dusted and maybe you could chill, uh, right. if you sign a one-year deal. Okay. You have to perform. Yes. You have to make sure you don't get injured. You mm-hmm. have to make sure that you're on top of your game because you never know if you're going to get a new contract. Mm-hmm. And where are you going to go? Are you going to go up somewhere? Are you going to go down somewhere? Yeah. So I signed a one-year deal at Middlesbrough. They were not happy with the one-year deal, but hey, they took it. In the end, the chairman said, I wish I could have signed all my players a one-year deal because <laughs> at least <laughs> I knew that would actually work their yeah off Um, so what happened I signed a one year deal I played uh, I believe 49 games out of the 50 I only missed one Uh, and I had a a free transfer to Liverpool the the reigning champions not too bad Uh, 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 I mean Champions League winners that's what I meant so I went that way then I signed another two year there Mm -hmm. why I thought okay it's like um you can still see what's coming. It's like, you know, if you do a five year, I felt maybe I was tied up where if I signed a two year, I could say, okay, let's see how this goes. And if it goes well, I'll sign another two. And Mm -hmm. if it's not, or maybe I want something different or the club wants something different. It gave me a sort of sense of freedom. Yeah and that's why I did it Um, so that's when I signed uh, two-year deals after that because I signed two two at Liverpool two at Middlesbrough uh, sorry um, two at uh, Marseille and another two at Sunderland
0: okay so some general more general type questions now then so which club would you say suited your style of play the most? Mm.
1: that's difficult uh I think I, I think everywhere I managed to adapt myself also in different positions, um, where I played maybe with uh, the least conscious yeah. it was probably when I was youngest, okay. when I was 18, 19, I just played a PSV and I just stayed a little bit up front and did my thing. Okay. And then all of a sudden, when you get older, you start looking more at a team
0: perspective and you know, okay. adjust your game a bit to what the manager wants. Okay. Which manager got the best out of you? Um,
1: ooh, I had a few good ones. Um, but for example, with the national team, I really enjoyed working with Frank Reichardt. Yeah. Uh, another legendary out of the game. Um, but then I have to pick just one where there's a few that I learned a lot from.
0: Name them. Say uh, their names. In, Say in, their names. Don't worry.
1: Well, uh, 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 I, I can never forget the guy that actually uh, took me to the first team at PSV. It's Ard de um, not Not in the end the biggest manager, but he gave me the opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then with uh, the the national team, I had a few managers that believed in me. Um, Rijka, I had a good relationship with. Uh, Van Gaal at PSV. At At Barca was a typical manager who would make any player uh, better, mm-hmm. uh, um, and um, I guess at At Liverpool with Benitez, I looked at the game also in a different way. So I learned, I learned along the way, yeah. And there's always things that I would do the same, yeah, and things that I would do differently,
0: yeah. Which uh, city that you lived in suited you the most? Mm. Um, you that say, so, be, just say Sunderland just say Sunderland it's fine that would be difficult at
1: just seen Sunderland and Middlesbrough no, I'm thinking uh, no uh, yeah I think Barcelona would, would 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 suit me best where I still I still have my place in London yeah uh, which is obviously for a reason I love the city um, but it doesn't have obviously the weather and the beach and and yeah. and and, and the, out,
0: yeah, the the that other bit so okay i would say barcelona then okay uh this might be a tough one which club was your favorite
1: they're all tough they're all no, tough no 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 tough it's, questions no 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 it's, it's,
0: it's, the city was easy you know what i mean but now you're entering the, no, the fans. now which fan which which um which club was your favorite um i i always say that I really enjoyed my time at
1: all the clubs I've been. They all had
0: something. Safe answer Part 2.
1: They all had something. Mm -hmm. They all had something. But if I go for the full package, then I'd probably go for Barcelona. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. Which, um... But then again, you know, the fans at Liverpool, mm, a European night
0: at Anfield. Yeah. Yeah, you got... Yeah, okay, I'll give you that.
1: Can I put the Liverpool fans in, in the Barca Stadium?
0: somewhere (laughs) (laughs) that that would be a nightmare to play in that would be an absolute nightmare to play in what would you say for all those years then was your biggest achievement personal not Um, team related personal um I like this Personal Making it of team thing. achievement. Yeah, like say the team could have fin- could have won the Champions League or whatever but if you didn't play then you know it's not quite going to be the same type of thing no. so what's, what's your what's your biggest personal achievement? Um
1: I think then I could say uh, playing at the uh, World Cups and European competitions you know like I played I played the World Cup 98 and scored a goal. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to say, you know. It's like, uh, in general, I would just say I'm, I'm just pleased in the end with what I've achieved, well, personally and with the teams, but um, also, you know, sometimes maybe, Maybe people think that football is easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, money is involved. But also lately you hear of people that actually struggle while being a player. You know, they don't really come out and talk about mental strength and stuff like that. But I guess, as I said, I had two really bad injuries, also like a crucial ligament. Of course, you have disappointments just like yourself or not playing or playing or yeah, I was disappointed when you're not playing, not not when you're actually playing. Yes. But there's so many things coming at you. And I, I think just, I guess an achievement is that you could look back on a career where you played like yourself 16 years at, yeah. at the highest level. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody, you know, so, yeah. uh, and to be able to, you know, life is, when I say life is about, falling down and it's more about getting up again and just in England they say take it on the chin and get on with it you know it's just stop whinging and go and I guess that's it and in the end I mean it's just just keep going try your best day in day out Mm
0: -hmm. and and make yourself better get the best out of it and then in the end if if that's what it is that's what it is you know that's a great answer from somebody who's played for some of the biggest clubs in, in world football and that's you know that's why we get along so well but um Looking back at your career, do you think you lived up to your potential from when you first began? Um,
1: uh, I think I did, yeah. Um, I think I did. But along the way, things happen. And you never know how things would have gone if. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I mean with that is, as I said, I had a thigh laceration at at, uh, Chelsea. Um, Obviously, my leg never was like it was before. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Maybe it could have been different. I had a, a crucial ligament that set me back six months of my time at Liverpool. Um what if? Yeah. You didn't get injured? But maybe then you could have got something more out of it. I don't know. I had I had a I had a I had a hard time when I played for the national team uh, 54 times, and um, I had four managers, but the fifth one came along, a household name, one of the legends, mm-hmm. Marco van Basten., yeah. and he called me up for his first friendly match, and three days later we had a qualifier against Czech Republic, I believe it was. And still, four players had to leave the camp, and I was one of them. And I didn't, I didn't understand it, um, not at all. Because also for the way it went, and he was, he was, he was national team coach for four years, and I never had a call up. And even when I played the Champions League final with <laughs> Liverpool against uh, AC Milan with Clem Sadov, mm-hmm. who didn't get a call up either, um, I, I really felt like. Uh, because when I played at Middlesbrough, I, I this is an inside story, you know, I'm going to tell Listen, you. Listen, bring it all out. That's what like we're here for. Like all the others. That's, like all the others. Yeah, that's what we're here for. If you talk about personal motivation, in my locker at Middlesbrough, the year that I signed a one-year deal uh, where I played 49 out of 50 games, uh, where in the end I deserved, or how do you want to call it, my transfer to um, Liverpool. In my locker... Every time I opened up my locker, my door, where I get changed, there was a picture of me in the orange shirt for the national team Mm -hmm. because that's where I wanted to be back, back in the national team. So I really, really did everything I could. And at a certain point, I realized that it didn't matter because it wasn't going to happen. And that was something that hurt. You know what I mean? So I played 54 games and I thought, okay, if this manager wouldn't have been the manager then maybe I would have played 80 Mm -hmm. you never know but I would have had 80 caps Mm -hmm. instead of 54 you know it's like so that was one of my biggest drives also to do well to listen I want to defend my country and I, I and I had really the feeling that I deserve to be there but I didn't get the call-up and and in a way it frustrated me and and when you said did you get all the potential out of your career I was thinking yeah when I was 18 I never thought I would have the career that I have Mm -hmm. did others think so I don't know maybe so I did get a lot out of it but would it could could I have had more I think I could but Mm -hmm. You know things go as they go, and I'm not gonna change it. Yeah. The only thing you can do is try your best.
0: Yeah, for sure. And with what you've said, there again is great because it does show that thing within our sport as well, where you can be motivated, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you bring control, because of the fact that you want to. You could have had the best season of any player in the Premier League that year from Middlesbrough, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna play for the national team because something else is going on. And I think Mm -hmm. that's an interesting lead-in because from when you retired at Sunderland. I think it was a year later, you entered the world of coaching. Was that always going to be the plan? And as a coach now, do you think you're being, in air quotes, fair in terms of selecting people? Or is there more to Mm. it now that you see the other side?
1: Um, Of course, you see the other side. Yeah. When I was at Sunderland, I maybe remember um, that, that the question was, do you want to be club captain? I said, yeah, sure, I a club captain. I said, but what do you mean then with club captain or team captain? No, 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 it's good. we have a team captain and a club captain. I said, okay, okay, wait, 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 something is not right here. I, I don't get it, I don't yeah. get it. Explain, explain, explain. And I said, well, our team captain is Lee Catamull because he's, he's more often on the pitch and stuff. And I said... But we also won the club captain. I said, okay, so what does the club captain do then? He says, well, he does everything off the pitch, which means, you know, sponsors, foundations uh, within the club. uh, You know, if if we need to discuss um, bonus systems, uh, literally everything. And I said, well, is that not something for the team captain to do then? Because he's actually (laughs) the captain. He said, yeah, but um, you know what we mean. You know, it's like, uh, I think we still prefer you to do this. And they can do it really well. This I said. Well, you know, it's another experience. Just let let's do this. So okay. I became club captain. Mm-hmm. So already then I saw a lot of what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, when I was at Liverpool, Benitez already asked me he said, "Listen, have you ever thought of being a manager?" I said, "Oh, yeah, maybe." He says, "Okay." So when we're looking at a, a, we were looking at, at the warm up, and he's thinking, "What do you see?" I'm thinking, "Well, I see people warming up." I said, "No, but what do you see?" And and you saw like like three three different groups doing keepy-uppy or two-touch or whatever. I say okay, so you see the groups. I say yeah, of course. I said, so with with what group do you want to be? I'm thinking, okay, so this is what you mean. He's thinking always the subs are sort of hanging together. Mm -hmm. The leaders are sort of hanging together. So where do you want to be? It's like, so you look at things from a different perspective. Yeah. So then, yes, later on, uh, a year after I left Sunderland, I got a call from Benitez saying, listen, you still fancy being a manager? I said, yeah, yeah, well, maybe I'm still going to play. And I said, okay, but do you want to be a manager? And uh, assistant manager with me and said, well, obviously it depends where, because that was also when I I finished at Sunderland, I thought I'll go somewhere, play for another year and, and literally... Uh, it's not like a tour, but everywhere you go, you think, okay, this is going to be the last one. Yeah. Um, and then, um, he said to me, um, um, oh no. So I had, I had some offers, but, but it's not, I always said at that time, it wasn't about the money, mm-hmm. it should suit me. I, my boy was just born, he was two months old. And for example, that there was a possibility of, of going to China. I'm thinking, okay, do I really want this now? Yeah. As we spoke previously, we said, listen, as soon as you have kids, there's so, they're different, they're yeah. different priorities. Mm-hmm. Do I really wanna go there? Do I go there on my own? Mm-hmm. Listen, I have a family not to go somewhere on my own. So I said, I'm not gonna do it. So I said the same to Benita, I said, listen, you want me to be assistant manager? It still depends on where because I'm not going to go just anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when he said, no, no, it's top four in England. I'm thinking, okay, top four. There was only two possibilities at the time. A new city was a bit in trouble and Chelsea was a bit in trouble. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chelsea got um, uh, uh, um, lost their uh, fifth game in the Champions League group stages, which meant they couldn't qualify no more Mm -hmm. for the next round and had they changed manager. And then Benitez called me the next day. and said, listen, tomorrow we start in London. So that's when I went and I saw the game from the other side and yeah, you see, you you see a lot. So now that you're a manager, I think the only thing you could be is honest to the players, Mm -hmm. because I guess you yourself as well. You, you would prefer to have an honest answer and not yep. be happy with it than yep. not knowing yeah. anything or even worse knowing something which isn't true.
0: Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent.
1: So, so that's something that I take with me that whenever you have to make a choice, then, then at least do it to the best of your conscience. And then it's up to the other guy to accept it or not or deal with it. But at least then they know. Yeah, for sure. And can pro- I say something different on the other way? Go on about you? Mm -hmm. I still remember something about you from our sunny Sunderland times. (laughs) Go on. Um, I didn't realize, but now I know you're rather good at math. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, whenever we ordered a shirt or we ordered something with Nadia McCauley, the players Leon's officer, I stood next to you and she said, okay, can you give me your credit card number? Yeah. And all the players, including me, always had to pick out my wallet and and, and show up my card. But this fella, you know, he would just call out his full credit card details by heart. So, which only means two things. Either, yes, you're really smart. Or you would order so many stuff that no, you would no, no, know no, your credit card number no, by no.
0: heart. I just I, I, saw, I saw value. I <laughs> always
1: found that really funny. Yeah, I do. You're, you're such a clever guy, and that's why I appreciated you. And that's why I think this this fella is going places. I
0: think I think I was I was always good with numbers, and I enjoy memorizing <laughs> things like that. But unfortunately, there's certain things in my brain which I just can't get rid of now, like uh, <laughs> talking about people's old phone numbers and say banking <laughs> login numbers from ten years ago and stuff. But It just makes things more fluid and easier. And obviously it doesn't necessarily help in this world where you can save everything to the cloud and whatever, but you know, it's one of those things. But there's one more thing I want to ask you to close. And this is something which is consistent with every guest that we have on now. And it's to do with your playing career. And since you've been to so many great places, this could be a very interesting answer. I need you to pick a -a five-a-side team of of Mm. of players that you have played with in your career. Okay, that's easy.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. I could pick a few 5 side teams, you know, play a tournament. Um no, nah, let's go. In goal, I would go for Edwin Van der Sar. Okay. Uh, who I rate as a player as much as a person? Yes. Um then obviously I, what you need is someone to keep keep yeah people away from your goal yeah and that would be yapstom yep he would definitely <laughs> do his job there and there's not many players left now um i would definitely put up front r9 it's say ronaldo no say no more that's for the win that's the one and then we still have two left, and have to be really, really, really picky on this one. Yeah, um, it's a. I don't want to make it a full Dutch quad, but of course I need to have a bit of orange in there. Yeah, of course. Um, I could say that I would probably choose Philip Cuckoo, okay. Cuckoo, yep. Cocky. Why um, top loke? But other than that, played I believe seven years for Barca. Uh, one trophy over a versatile player mm-hmm. could play in any position so in a five side yeah you could use him and then I'm obviously struggling with my last pick. Yes. Because choose your men wisely mm-hmm. um, um and that's a hard one but I do like a five side um so do I have to put myself in there no, or no, can no, I put no, myself no. in there? No, 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 That's That's, a oh, I can't. Out. that's oh, a no, cop no. out. You got to pick someone else. Uh, That would, oh, sh- Ooh. um, who would I put in there? Then, um, you played I with some think... hard
0: decent midfielders throughout your career, I believe. So yeah,
1: midfielders, I know, but you know, I'm not sure if I do want a midfielder oh. because I want to score goals. Oh, okay, yeah. I want to okay. score goals. Okay, okay. And, and, and someone who can provide as well. um, so so someone who can score, someone who can provide, someone who has personality, leadership. Um. Mm. Do you want to guess?
0: It's, I have him now. I
1: have him. I'm thinking, I give you some
0: hints. I am thinking you're going to say Steven Gerrard. No. Oh, you can give no. me a hint then. Yeah. No. Lee Catamore. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs>
1: he he's, he's already team captain. No, okay. no, okay. don't give me a
0: hint.
1: Um, no, no, no. He um he played for his country. Okay. Uh, South European. Uh, played for, uh, I guess, four clubs, no, no, four, Jabby, clubs no. four clubs, four clubs, four mm-hmm. uh, clubs. Three major ones in Europe. Um, Retired? Provides. Yes, 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 yes. Still very much involved on the higher skills of football, like UEFA and stuff.
0: Mm. Mm, I'm not sure you know. Who is it? Luis Figo. (laughs) Look at that. What a flex. Yeah, I've got
1: to put him in. (laughs) Listen, I want to score goals. I want something to provide. I want someone with leadership. I want someone... You know what? Yeah, who's uh, who could do the deal? Uh, listen, it's 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 too hard to pick from, but uh, I would just say let's go with Van Dijk, Philip Cuckoo, Louis Figo, and obviously R nine up front. Uh, I'm sure that I could win a few games with them five.
0: Yeah, one or two, one or two. But yeah, that's it. Now I've, I'll I'll keep you no more. So I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. It's great to see you. Thank play. you. it Was a pleasure. No, it was a pleasure. It was my pleasure. It was also my pleasure playing with you. Being, becoming friends with you. And the year we had in Sunderland, you know, it was, it was different. It was different, but I was glad there were people if like it, you there. It was
1: different, but an experience. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. But thank you very much, man. Yeah, you too. You get Take yourself care. off to bed, old man.
1: <laughs> well, actually, um, you know, it, it, it's a different time zone here you yeah, know, I know you the, still have the day ahead of you and
0: that's why I said get to bed old man you see <laughs> <laughs> alright great to meet you Bolo. take care take man. You, man bye so there you have it as a person who grew up loving clubs like Barcelona and players like Ronaldo it was incredible hearing from someone who experienced both firsthand. so be sure to let me know on social media what you thought of the episode and if you have the same footballing feelings that I do and now to close, a big thank you, firstly for listening, a big thank you to Mr. Producer Ryan Hale, and thanks to Air Studios Draper, Utah. Be sure to stay safe and stay tuned.